When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Besides the screen you spent most of your time staring at this week, chances are you are also captivated by a big screen video installation. From billboards to scoreboards, we inform and entertain audiences with our big screen solutions. Visit bigscreenvideo.com.au to see how BSV can bring your space to life. On SENSA, welcome to The Sandful Show. For Host Plus, an industry super fun for all Australians, the Host Plus Sandful League is just warming up. Feeling those game day vibes? Nothing beats it. The Sample Show for your Wednesday afternoon. Thanks to Host Plus. My name is Damon Adams. I'm joined each week by four-time Premiership defender from the Central Districts Football Club, Andrew Hayes. Good afternoon. How are you, mate? Good afternoon to you, Damon. You're going very well. Thanks. Uh, and good afternoon to Sample supporters. We're seven rounds through. Uh, we're starting to get a bit of an idea of who's going to be up at the pointy end. And saying that, there's probably at least two sides who would consider themselves genuine finals contenders. Um, so there's a lot to get through. Some very, very good guests coming up as well. Looking forward to it. That's right. So former Port Adelaide Magpies captain Jimmy Micklejohn is going to be joining us. Uh, coach of the West Adelaide Bloods. Of course, they faced off in the Russell Lee tribute match against Port Adelaide on the weekend. Brad Gotch will join us. And informed Roosters midfielder Aaron Young also on the show. Can't wait to talk to him. Looking forward to speaking to the big Jimmy Micklejohn. Groomsman at my wedding he was. Was the big he? Fella. Yeah. So Revelation. Did you delivered a speech too? I was going to say, what what were his jobs on the day? One of the great speeches, from what I can remember, but um... <laughs> from what you can remember. <laughs> now I got to spend some time with Jimmy Micklejohn up at Sydney before he came down to Adelaide the year before I did, um, and played just over 170 games for the Port Adelaide Magpies, and was a captain for a number of seasons. Uh, played with some really really good players, guys like. We'll ask him about that when we get him on. Guys like. Jeremy Clayton, who probably uh, one of the best small midfielders that I've ever seen and certainly played against. Um, could have played at the AFL uh, for a lot longer than he did. And he had an opportunity after he won the McGarry medal to uh, head across, I think it was to Richmond, but he said no and stayed at the Maggies for a few years. But certainly got a few tall stories, which suits big Jimmy Micklejohn because he's uh, about 202 centimetres. Better footballer or better groomsman? Maybe both. <laughs> consistent. He's very, very consistent. That but, is some prime fence sitting off the top of the show, Hazy. Wow. Had several, um, lo- let's call them long nights with Jimmy Mickledson, where we sort of um, discuss all things that need to be discussed long into the night. So he's very, very good in that space. All right. Let's 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 look back over round seven of the Sandville because footy was back. You were actually uh, checking out the Eagles and Crows game, which... The Crows took out 106-73. to 73. Impressive performance by Dan Menzel. Five goals straight wasn't enough. Uh, it was an impressive uh, performance by Menzel. We'll get to that because the uh, the highlight performance, though, was Riley O'Brien. Oh, wasn't it just? 37 disposals, 42 hit-outs. He had a bunch of clearances. Kicked the goal as well. It's quite possibly the greatest performance at Sanford level <laughs> by Ruckman. Just ridiculous stuff. So, And it wasn't even like it was just a gross mismatch. He was up against Connor Ballander. Yep. So on paper, it was really good. And Connor Belton actually had some really nice moments. But uh, Riley O'Brien got axed from the AFL side. Uh, Matthew Nix needed a response. He certainly got that. 
Matthew Crouch as well, 35 disposals, just doing what he does, and that is fine. A lot of the football. Wayne Miller was solid as well, 20 disposals. Uh, but you're right, Dan Menzel, keep, I mean, he kept the Eagles in touch, particularly in the third quarter. That's the sort of player that he is. He can just kick four in a hurry. So, And all of a sudden, if the service is coming in nice and quick, impossible, really hard to play on as Dan Menzel because he's tall, He's strong, but he's really, really sharp. Uh, like we've been saying this for a long time. If he didn't get injured, he had five knee reconstructions. Oh, you feel what he could have done at AFL level, he played like a Stevie Johnson. Yeah. So how you match up on Steve Johnson, I'm not really sure because guys like that, they're so crafty. They're so smart. You can't play behind someone like Dan Menzel because he's too quick. He gets you on the mark. But you're in no man's land when you play in front of him because he's so smart. He reads the the drop of the ball so well and he's so quick that he's just going to burn you on the way back to the goals. And he did that several times for the Eagles. His AFL career was just laced with heartbreak, but we are lucky to have him performing week after week here in the Sandful. Incredible, those Crows' performances. Mickey Godden's got to be laughing in terms of the service he's had from his AFL-listed players this year. The Crows... Top of the Sandful ladder at the moment. Who do you think makes their way out? Because we, we actually spoke on SCNSA Breakfast earlier this week with Nathan Van Berlo. They, they said that they were going to give Kieran Strawn a, a three to four week block, but he's not going to hold himself to that. What do you reckon? Does Riley O'Brien play for the Adelaide Crows in the Sandful again? Well, this is all that he could possibly do in terms of a response, but the Crows have since come out and said that they were really happy with Kieran Strawn's right. performance, and he was solid enough. So. Um, look, if Riley O'Brien does have to play in the sample for another week, then that's fantastic because it'll be nice to see what he can do against uh, the Red Legs. Friday night under lights. On Friday night under lights. Um, but see, the other one as well was Harry Schomburg, who had about 30 disposals, looked really good, but probably went under the radar a little bit because of Riley O'Brien and Matt Crouch. They're just stacked with talent because they're injury-free. So right now the Crows are sitting on top of the ladder. It'll be interesting to see what's happening in five or six weeks' time. It's a 19-round season and where exactly they're at towards the end of the season because there are restrictions with players, what they can do, um, how many games they have to qualify to play in the finals. Will Riley O'Brien qualify for finals? Probably not. Neither will Matt Crouch. Uh, and then all of a sudden, some of the other players that might have been there all season, you wonder if they've got any niggles, whether they're rested for the rest of the finals campaign or put into surgery and things like that. So right, right now, the Crows look sensational because they've got the service of some of these amazing players and they're healthy, what happens towards the end of this season, that's going to be very interesting. I'll put this to you, though. Next week, we've got the AFL mid-season draft. By the end of next week, we could be seeing another midfielder from another Sandful club, theoretically, join the Crows in the Sandful. Absolutely. Uh, And there's a lot of talk that uh, that could be Brett Turner from Glenelg, who's been very, very good. And it was only a few weeks ago where Brett Turner absolutely turned it on against the Crows and all the big wigs were there and saw him and said, well, geez, this is someone that we need in our system. Whether he gets picked up or not and whether he goes to the Crows or not, it's a big credit to Brett Turner because this is a bloke who was a a good player of the Bloods. It was a... I can't find a different word, word to describe it. It was a ballsy move to leave the Bloods to go to the base. And effectively, he went from uh, the Bloods, who were a developing side, trying to find their feet, to the base, who were an absolute premiership contender. And not only did he find his feet at the base, but he became an elite midfielder. And he's on the verge of getting himself into an AFL list. But you're right, Brett Turner goes there, then all of a sudden they've got a, another ball-winning midfielder. 
and their middle just keeps on stacking up. Well, let's talk about Glenelg. Uh, they got back on the winners' board. They'd had a couple of close losses before the state game by 12-19-91, an inaccurate attempt uh, against the Panthers, 8-9-57. Lockie Hosey with three goals too. Corey Lyons, impressive on the day, 30 disposals, five clearances and a goal. Um, the Bays are just going to keep on keeping on. That's what's going to happen now. And well, the games they've lost haven't been by much. No, they haven't been by much. And for the first time, they got their first loss only a couple of weeks ago. And before that, they got out of jail a couple of times. But for the Bays, I, I still feel like, I mean, it's only it's only round seven. We're going into round eight. The Bays now, all they're probably thinking about, they've got the sights set probably already on finals because that's all that matters for the Bays right now. It's not about making finals. They're going to be there. Um, they're a really solid, well-polished side. And you probably expected them to do that at home against South Adelaide. The biggest talking point out of that game was someone who didn't play. And that was Bryce Gibbs, who's out for the next 12 weeks after having shoulder surgery. So he spoke on Saturdays in SA and revealed that. Uh, Revelation. <laughs> Big breaking news. That's, uh, but he was trying to get himself up for that game because he'd love to play against his former club, uh, particularly at Glenelg. But... Um, he's had this, been carrying this shoulder injury for a little while now. So if South Adelaide can stick around somehow and get themselves in the finals and Bryce gets back, then who knows what they can do. But it just sort of seems like they've been in a bad patch and it's not going to get better without Bryce Gibbs. Let's talk about the Roosters. Again, another impressive effort. Well, I thought this, this would actually be a 50-50 game against the Double Blues, but 17-8-1-10 against 10-4-64. It, it, it was a bit of a landslide in the end. Uh, Aaron Young, who will join us later in the show, 35 disposals, nine clearances, 10 inside 50s, one goal, one. Another incredible performance. He's a very, very good player. And he's one of those players, you can put him in that same category as Bryce Gibbs and Dan Menzel, where the State League is such a better standard of football because guys like that um, have chosen to come into the sample and play at the highest level they, that they can and compete for a side like North Adelaide, who is absolutely the real deal now. Flying. They are flying. Uh, I don't think anyone, there's no one that could sanely have predicted that North would beat Sturt by this much. No. If he tips uh, North Adelaide, then that's fine uh, because they've been red hot and it's playing at Prospect and all those types of things. But, geez, they really, really sent a message uh, after that uh, performance on the weekend along with Harrison Wig, who just keeps on finding at 33 disposals. Campbell Coombe, 32, of course. He's a McGarry medalist. Um, their midfield runs so, so deep. Andrew Moore to come back into the side mm. at some stage. So um, they might have the best midfield in the competition, uh, and they're using it so effectively. Back-to-back wins against the Double Blues and the Tigers certainly pumps up their credentials. Uh, Nord, of course, beat the Bulldogs. And in the Russell Lieber tribute game in Loxton, what a fantastic effort that was to get that game there. Uh, Port Adelaide 15-15-105, West 12-9-81. We'll speak to Brad Gotch later in the show. Uh, we, we spoke about how um, consistent the Crows handful team has been. Port Adelaide will continue to be a bit transient, particularly with Charlie Dixon. Three goals, three. You'd think that he's heading to the AFL. Well, Chad Corns addressed the media on Monday and basically just said, look, he looks good and he's pretty confident that he's going to play. So it would seem that Charlie Dixon absolutely comes in. But we could see Eratio Fantasia play this weekend mm-hmm. at state league level, which would be really nice to see. Dylan Williams was really good. Oh, great. He showed some of those little bits that got him a debut uh, last year, uh, kicked four goals. 
Um, so, look, there's a lot to like. And what happens with Xavier Dersma as well will be a big talking point because he was the Russell Ebert medalist. He looked really, really good. Kicked a couple of goals as well. So they've got talent coming in and out. But you're right, it's a little bit inconsistent with some of their players that do come in and out. That They haven't been as blessed as the Crows with their injuries. Uh, but they're starting to find some form. They still look like a, a side that can play finals. So all of a sudden, it's probably centrals. And unfortunately, West Adelaide, were, which you could probably say right now, are not in the mix to make the finals. But unbelievably, I mean, it's, that was only Port's second win. And the way that they play, they look like they could potentially do something. Above them is South Adelaide and Norwood. I mean, there's eight teams vying for five spots. Magpies have a stiff fixture against the Roosters this weekend, though, which won't help them. Uh, quick note on the Sandful. The preliminary final was won by Sturt over Glenelg, 6-137-2-8-20. A, a hard-fought affair, which means we're going to have a replay of the semifinal, which, well, North ran away with over Sturt a couple of weeks ago. So Sturt v North. Cooper Stadium this Sunday, 1.45, a, a huge handful W grand final. Yep, so everything's panned out the way that uh, the latter predicted it too. So North finished on top and Sturt finished second. Um, it's going to be a good game. It's a really, really nice standard of football. So Sunday Cooper Stadium, like I said, at 1.45. Uh, if you're looking for something to do, go down and support the sample W because um, it's really, really come on in leaps and bounds. Leaps and bounds and um, it's a really high standard of football and this will be an absolute... Nice day. In, in saying that, I say it's a nice day. It probably won't be. It, it might be raining. So, <laughs> yeah, right. But it's a good spot as well at Cooper Stadium because for fixtures like this, and they do it really well with some of the amateur uh, grand finals, etc. When you get a decent crowd in there, and even if it's not that big of a crowd, the noise echoes. It's a really, really great spot to play. The atmosphere there is as good as it can be, and hence we, we've seen it in the AFLW when the Crows play their games there. Of course, grand final is their top priority, but also a fantastic audition for the AFLW expansion draft, which is coming up very soon. Those girls are going to be on that platform. We've got a huge Sandful show coming up for you today. Jimmy Micklejohn, former Port Adelaide Magpies captain, informed Roosters midfielder Aaron Young, coach of the Bloods, Brad Godge, all ahead of us. This is the Sandful Show. Thanks to Host Plus. Life's so full on. I've been working on this deck for ages. These steaks don't cook themselves, you know. Life's good with a Trex deck. Composite decking made from 95% recycled materials that won't rot, stain or fade. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.